0: Chapter 23 The next morning, when it seemed like no one was watching, the yerk tried again. He morphed into an ant. He got three feet before running into a group of ants from a different colony. About forty of them attacked. They were ripping the ant body apart when the yerk demorphed and returned to human form. This is a savage planet, he said. We will tame this world when we take it over. But I don't think even he believed it anymore. It was around nine in the morning on Saturday that the Yerk first took over my body and brain. By Monday evening, when the sun went down, he was growing distracted, unable to concentrate clearly. By the time the moon rose in a newly clear, starry sky, he was weak with hunger. His slug body cried out for condrona rays, the same way a human would cry for food or water. I could feel his arrogance evaporate. I could feel his despair. He still had fantasies of being rescued, but he couldn't make those fantasies end very well. Even if he was rescued, he would no longer be the big hero who had destroyed the Animorphs. He would try to think of clever ways to outwit my friends, but he could never be sure who was in the woods around us, or what form they might have taken. He tried to take on a bird shape again, reforming the Peregrine Falcon. The DNA had not been affected by the injuries Cassie had caused to the earlier morph, of course. The Falcon was fine. But it was daylight this time, and Tobias landed while the Falcon was still half-morphed. He grabbed the falcon head in his talon, and simply explained that if the yerk did not demorph, he would be killed. For the first time, the yerk broke his silence with the others, and spoke as a yerk. If you kill me, you'll kill your friend as well, he warned. Yes, yes Tobias said. I know. You won't do it. Right from the start, we have all said the same thing. Better to die than be a controller, Tobias said. But in any case, I don't need to kill you. I can simply put your eyes out. A blind falcon doesn't fly far. The irk surrendered and demorphed. We waited as the minutes and hours of the night ticked away. He still hoped for a miracle to save him, but his hunger was a terrible thing, growing with every second. You think you'll win? He sneered at me. You won't win. Your people are blind to what is happening, and the Andalites will not return in time. Maybe, but you won't be there to see it. I said. It must be four in the morning. Five hours left. Tick-tock. You're a cruel little human, aren't you? I don't think so, no. You know I am dying, and you laugh at me. What do you expect? Pity? He laughed. No, we don't offer pity, and we don't expect pity. We are the masters of the galaxy, conquerors of the hork and, yeah, yeah, I know, the mighty Yurk Empire. After that, he said nothing to me for a while. It was impossible to sleep. He sat with my eyes open. He was too hungry to rest. The hunger infiltrated his mind. It twisted his thoughts. The Yerk homeworld is a simpler place than this planet. Simple and elegant. No more than a hundred animal species. What do you have on Earth? A million species? More? What does a planet need with a million species? I didn't answer. His time was running out. Let him talk. We Yerks evolved as parasites, not predators. Unlike you humans, we did not kill to eat. We were peaceful. We took many different species as hosts. And as they evolved, so did we. Over time, the Geds evolved. They were a sort of... like a monkey, I suppose. We were in the Geds till the Andalites first came. Some of our people still have nothing better than Geds for hosts. What about the Andalites? I asked, what happened when they came to your world? Of course, the Andalite has not told you their story, has he? What a pity. It's such a fine story. Ask your pet Andelite axe sometime. Ask him about the story of the Andalites and the Yirks. Maybe I will, I said. I hoped the Yerk would keep talking, but he fell silent. The hours passed. An owl left and was replaced by another. The moon went down. Dawn was coming. I could feel it yes the yerk said having read my thoughts dawn just a few hours left da he cried out in silent pain the fugue it begins the fugue the final hours you will not enjoy it although you may learn a great deal human you may learn more than you want to da i was watching his pain from far away i was an observer close enough to know what he was feeling, but feeling none of it myself. At first, it was wave after wave of pain, starvation and death by thirst, all rolled into one agony. The sun came up. Cassie stepped into the shack from the woods outside. She looked at me and nodded. It's happening, isn't it? I wanted to answer, but even now, my voice was not my own. Cassie came and sat down beside me, beside us. Ack says this part is pretty rough. Just remember, when it's all over, I'll be here. She slipped her hand into my hand. I could feel it. So could the yerk. But he did not reject this small bit of comfort, even though it was intended for me and not him. His mind was deteriorating. His thoughts were becoming more visible to me, like a movie that kept drifting in and out of focus. I saw images from a strange place, as seen through strange eyes. Liquid all around. Shapes like squids shooting through the liquid. Yerks. Swimming in the yerk pool. Soaking up condrona rays. And there were images of the first host. The Ged. So, I thought, that's what a Ged looks like. I had seen a few aboard the Yerk mothership, but had not known what they were. They were humanoid, short and stooped, with webbed feet and three clumsy fingers. I saw the world as the Yerk had seen it, through ged eyes. The vision was dim. The hearing was better. The Yerk had been excited at getting his first host. He had subdued the Ged mind with ruthless ease, crushing it with his superior intelligence and will. The memory made me sick. The Ged's bewilderment, his fear, and the Yerk's fierce arrogance. I turned my attention away from the memory and back to the world around me. To my surprise, I noticed that my arms were shaking. My legs were shaking. Cassie had put her arm around my shoulders. Jake, if you can hear me, it's almost eight. One hour to go. Jake, the yerk in your head is dying. Yes, I wanted to say. He is.